marketing power processes, video and Google Analytics. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. It's the Conversion Scientist Podcast. I'm Brian Massey, the Conversion Scientist. This article appeared on Marketing Land on December 11th, 2014. I learn a lot about marketing from Marketing Land and so will you. Visit www.marketingland.com. We recently completed a test for a company that sells a software application. Our test showed that we could increase demos of the software by 29% with one change. What was that change? Well, we removed a video from the demo request page. We decided to test this because a look at the analytics told us few visitors were watching the video. Thus, we thought it was in the way of more important information. Information that could get more visitors to complete the form on the page. Video is just one example of an ever-growing list of third-party services that are being integrated into websites. Your site may incorporate live chat, ratings and reviews, exit intent overlays, faceted search, or personalized recommendation services provided by these third parties. Most of these will offer a dashboard of analytics to help you evaluate their impact on your visitors. These in-app analytics can provide deep insight into your visitors' behavior. However, this data is not sufficient to see the impact of these tools on leads and sales. For this, we need to integrate the data from these tools into our primary analytics platforms, such as Google Analytics. The Power Marketer will use both in-app and integrated data when identifying opportunities to optimize. In this column, we'll explore integration of third-party analytics with Google Analytics to help us answer thorny questions about our website investments. First, let's talk about in-app analytics. Most third-party tools are going to provide helpful analytics. For example, take the world of video hosting. These services will host your videos and provide ways to embed video players on your site. They promise faster, more reliable streaming than your basic web servers could provide. We've used YouTube, Vimeo, Uyala, Wistia, and Vidyard in our video-related projects. YouTube is free, but offers too many opportunities for our visitors to leave the site. The others require a monthly fee to host video. Each of these services offers basic in-app analytics through their dashboards. These include number of times a video is loaded, number of times a video is played, percentage of visitors who clicked play, average percentage of video watched, and the countries from which videos are viewed. We created an eight-part video series to generate some data, and in the column you can see reports both from Wistia and from Vimeo. One of the interesting insights from this is that people didn't watch the videos in order. Most of them watched the first video, which was given for free, but then they watched the fourth and the third and the eighth before they watched the second, the sixth, and so on. Vidyard and YouTube have a very helpful graph that shows viewer drop-off throughout a video. You can use this to see which part of your video is least interesting to videos and estimate how many stick around for the whole thing. The insights from this in-apps analytics can be quite revealing. 
In the column, you can also see the audience retention graph from a YouTube account. You can get this graphic synchronized with the associated video right inside your YouTube channel. In the column, you'll notice a sharp drop-off in viewer engagement at the beginning of the graph, the first few seconds of the video. Now, what would cause this? Well, our hypothesis was that the viewers lost interest because of a vanity logo sequence that started off the video. To support our hypothesis, we chose another video by this company that didn't have that vanity logo intro. There's a much smaller initial drop in attention at the beginning of that video. Vanity Thy Name is Logo. Even we here at Conversion Sciences have introed our videos with a vanity logo splash. And we had similar results. A significant drop in the first few seconds of the video. Needless to say, we've stopped using the cool branding sequence in the beginning of our videos. Let's talk about integrated analytics now. So the problem with in-app analytics is that we can't link their metrics to our bottom line metrics, such as leads and sales. Attention or engagement metrics are predictive. They tell us what might happen, but they are not definitive. As we've written before, increasing engagement may actually decrease conversions. We want to know the answer to questions like these. Do visitors who view our video buy more often? Are they more likely to complete a lead form? Do they buy more or do they buy less when they buy? How does their buying behavior change if they only watch part of the video? Which videos seem to generate more sales? To answer these questions, we need to bring our third-party data into Google Analytics. Fortunately, most third-party applications provide a method for creating Google Analytics events when visitors interact with them, when they watch a video, request a live chat, or complete a faceted search. The provider will let you enter your Google Analytics ID number or will provide some JavaScript that is added to your page. Now we just have to deal with what they give us. In most cases, these third-party applications will write events to Google Analytics. In the case of our video hosts, they set events when the video is played, when it is completed, and when the viewer watches certain portions. This means that we don't have much control over what they provide. Nonetheless, they're generally sufficient for us to create some advanced segments and see how their service is affecting our bottom line. We tested both Wistia and Vidyard on our eight-part video mini-course. The Wistia version and the Vidyard versions can be seen through links on the column. We see the events generated by these embedded players using the Events menu in Google Analytics. You'll find that under the Behavior main menu. We recommend looking at the top events report. For each, we get events that tell us if a video was played and how much of it was watched. They'll even tell us which videos are being viewed. This information is available through their dashboards. What is more interesting is when we create an advanced segment that isolates sessions in which the visitor played a video. For example, we use Wistia's play event to isolate sessions in which any of the eight videos was played. For an e-commerce site, we can identify visitors who watched one or more videos and determine if the video affected their buying habits. In the column, we show you a comparison comparing all visitors to visitors that watched the video. This data, if it were real, would indicate that visitors who played a video are less likely to buy and buy less with their purchase. What insights will you find in your integrated analytics? Which third-party apps feed your business and which leech sales from you? 
The data can all be right there for you. If you visit the Columbia Marketing Land, we'll provide some links to where you can see how we set up these integrated analytics in Google Analytics. We'd also like to send thanks to VidPal for producing the video that we used to generate the test data in this column. Thank you for listening. This has been the Conversion Scientist Podcast. I'm Brian Massey. How can you generate more sales from the traffic you're already getting? Well, Conversion Sciences is all about finding out the answer to those questions. Visit Conversion Sciences at www.conversionsciences.com and find out how conversion optimization can generate more leads and more sales from the traffic you're already getting. Thank you.